Like a lot of people, I've been fascinated by the story of Robin Hood since I was just a little boy. And given that there were so many different cinematic iterations of that character, it was probably inevitable that we'd end up having at least one of them on this show. So, is it the Disney animated version? No, sorry. Is it the revisionist 70s version with Sean Connery? Sadly again, no. Oh, the awesome Errol Flynn version? No, I'm pretty sure that still holds up. Not the Ridley Scott version. <laughs> no. No, wait. You're not talking about that version from the 90s with Kevin Costner with an American accent and Alan Rickman chewing up the scenery with a soundtrack by Brian Adams, are you? Indeed I am. My lords and ladies, may I present Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Welcome to The Holdup. Each month we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years, we watch it and we decide, does it hold up? I'm John Longineau. And I'm John Nelson. And welcome to our special Robin Hood Prince of Thieves episode. But before we get to the thieving and uh, romancing of our dear friend Robin Hood, yeah. uh, I'll take a moment to let everyone know that if you'd like to send us an email, you should email us at holduppodcast at gmail.com. And John, we got one email this month. We did. And it comes from our old friend Ray Morton, who... Uh, most of you know is uh, a, uh, a film historian, and he sends us these uh, wonderful sprawling emails that uh, provide lots of background analysis and commentary of the films that we've been doing. Uh, he sent us one for License to Drive. Oh, what do you have to say? He says, Longino confusing License to Drive with Every Which Way But Loose may be the funniest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> the end. That's it? Oh, wow. No intense analysis or anything? Oh, okay. That was intense enough, I think. Well, thank you, Ray. I'm glad I could give you a laugh. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Where's the orangutan? I regret nothing. <laughs> um, also, uh, if you'd like to check us out on social media or online, you can go to holduppodcast.com, and there you will find links to all of our things, you, to our Twitter page, to our Facebook page, or you can find us on Instagram at Hold Up Podcast on Snapchat, on everything. I know. We should put something on that Snapchat thing so the kids like us, huh? I suppose. I like it just being a ghostly blank <laughs> for people to wonder what could be here. Yeah, I guess the ghost icon is pretty appropriate. Yeah. Ours is like a ghost town. We post there so rarely that you should definitely follow because when we do, you know it will be something oh special. Oh my God. It's Come. almost like we're hiding out in the woods, much like our dear friend Robin Hood. Oh. Ooh, look how slick you are turning it right back around. Yeah, that's that's me, little John. <laughs> we, we got two little Johns that's here. That's true. We have two little I didn't even think about that before oh, this. Oh my goodness. That's funny. So yes, John, you have chosen for this month we are going to be watching Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, the Kevin Costner classic amazing masterpiece of cinema <laughs> yeah of all the robin hoods i could have chosen this is the one right folks um well I, I i will say much like you mentioned in your um intro there are a few other robin hoods i would certainly hold in higher regard than this one now i've only seen prince of thieves like maybe once or something really when did you see it so mm, okay i would have saw actually you know what i saw it in the theater when it first came out i don't remember Ooh. the year but i think it was like 89 90 91 it was a, something like it that must i think it came out when i was either uh, at the tail end of high school or, or in college maybe the beginning of college but i yeah. think it was high school and i remember going to it myself uh it was like summertime and me and my friends went to like a summer screening and there was some theater in phoenix and i don't remember what it was but there were like a few movies that year like there was robin hood prince of thieves gremlins 2 and robocop 2 Ooh, okay i'm gonna say it's 91 92 something like that, that would make sense it's definitely after dances with wolves right i believe so that's yes. kind of the one they're like i mean kevin costner had certainly been in films before that movie but after that one it was like oh he's a big oh, star shit, he can do anything he wants let's, let's put him, him in robin, robin hood, hood. <laughs> yeah um there was this but there was this theater i went to in phoenix and you know phoenix being the cultural mecca that it is that usually we 
didn't get anything with our movies except like, hey, the movie's playing here and just be happy you can spend money and see it. Mm -hmm. But then this particular summer, they were doing all kinds of like giveaways and stuff. Like Gremlins 2, they were giving away like t-shirts and stickers and like And uh, like co-producer credits on the and, film. Right, co-producer <laughs> credits. Um, and Robin Hood, I... Oh, I should have dug it out. I, I, I'll, I'll dig it. I'll see if I can find it. I have a little uh, uh, pin, like a square button that they gave away for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I don't remember if it was like in advance of the movie coming out. Probably not because that was not uh, Phoenix's style. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just remember being at like a, a not like a preview audience, but like the night it opened audience. And that oh, was okay. uh, pretty awesome. On the uh, ground floor. On the ground floor. Um, and I have seen it a few times since. So I'm guessing if you've seen it once, then you actually know less about it. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, most certainly. I, so, I know very little. I mean, I, well. Well, here, let, let me, let, let's back up just a little bit before okay. we get started. Okay. What's your take on Robin Hood to start with? Just, just in the, general? Yeah, just in general. Sure. Uh, well, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the story. I think it's a really good tale, um, especially in times like these. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, Robin what you, from the rich to feed the poor is like a pretty timely thing. I, think. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Me, keep going. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> we, we could use a couple Robin Hoods. People going to the Crusades and killing Muslims? No, there's <laughs> absolutely nothing that can relate to yeah, uh, modern times. Christians not, against Muslims? Not at all. Anyway. Not, not even a little bit. Um, but so my primary source of knowledge of Robin Hood um, comes from two places. One, it comes from, as most kids my age it does the Disney film. Right. Well, uh, I, me too. I, I'd say that's my primer. Like that's the one I know the most, like with the Fox and the bear and all, you know, all the critters and stuff right. and all the recycled animation from the jungle book, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had to rob from themselves. Right. To make they, they, ro <laughs> <laughs> they rob from the rich to get yeah. richer. It's nice. Uh, but I actually, I actually think I like it more than the jungle book. Believe oh, yeah. it or not. Um, it's a lot less racist, which usually helps. <laughs> um, but uh, also I, I watched the uh, Errol Flynn version a lot as a kid. Oh, okay. Um, um, my parents had that on tape for some reason. And so th those were the two that I watched. Um, so having going into this movie when I was young, I must have been, mm, I mean, I must have been like 10, 11, 12. I was going to say, if, like if you saw it in the theater, then yeah. I was like 17 or 18. So that would make you. Yeah. Right. So that so I certainly had a knowledge of Robin Hood. In fact, me and my um, schoolyard friends would play Robin Hood. Nice. Uh, mainly because of the Disney movie, and we would like cast ourselves as like I, you know, I think I was usually Robin Hood because I'm that <laughs> kind of guy. And my one of my friends was Little John, and you know, someone was Friar Tuck, and then a friend of mine was always Maid Marian. He always wanted to be Maid Marian. What I love is that no one had a problem with it. It was just like, yeah, you're Maid Marian. Well, we need it. Of course, you need a Maid Marian. Of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely, no biggie. Um, yeah. So, uh, but my, if you're, it sounded like you were getting into my sort of my memories of this movie yeah, in particular. Well, this movie in particular, sure. What do you remember about this particular sure. one? Well, I mean, I know the main beats of the story of Robin Hood. I think what I recall about this movie bringing to it that I was sort of unfamiliar with. It really, from my memory, leans very heavy on, as you said, the Crusades and sort of coming home portion of Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. I remember a lot of like, I think the movie opens, he's like in the Crusades. Yeah, he's been uh, captured. Yeah, he's in prison or something. And I want to say he's with Morgan Freeman. Uh, also, this, by the way, this movie is an introduction to me to a lot of uh, actors that are you know rather famous and in a lot of movies. I think right. this is the first movie I ever saw with Morgan Freeman in it. Oh, wow. Um, I think... No, you know what? I had seen Die Hard, but this is the second movie I ever saw with uh, Alan Rickman in it. Nice. Um, well, I think it would be the second I ever saw with him, and I had seen Die Hard also. Sure, I think, sure. I, I believe that was maybe his second or third American movie anyway. Right. Fair. <laughs> Um, and then maybe I might have been my first Christian Slater movie. Okay. I know he's in it. Yeah. And it was not my first Kevin Costner movie because I'd seen Field of Dreams. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure came out before this. Probably. I still haven't um, seen that, so one day. Oh my God, you haven't seen Field of Dreams? I keep telling you this. I know. Every Our time listeners I'm probably still remember. shocked. <laughs> I'm still shocked. Oh God, if we keep talking about it, we will watch it. It'll, it'll be great. <laughs> um, but uh, so my memory is like he's in uh, the Crusades. He, for whatever, I think there's like a sword fighting escape with him and Morgan Freeman or something. I kind of remember. Well, something to swash yeah. your buckle by. I, exactly. I vividly remember him returning to England and he has this weird scene where he like lands on the shore and like makes out with the oh, the sand yeah kisses the earth yeah in this like <laughs> i've come home like earth, you know and i remember that was like by that point it'd been 20 or 30 minutes and as a child i remember being like when's he gonna like start robbing from people and, and have a bow and arrow and be like robin hood what the fuck am i watching was like kind of my reaction right and i remember being like 
in this day and age of grisly, gritty, dark versions of things, I remember this one being a lot more fucked up. For the time, I mean, comparatively, it was. Now, of course, we've had, I I had not seen the 70s version, the Robin Hood with Sean Connery, which is. Nor have I. I've still never seen it. Revisionist and dark in its own way. Uh, And then, of course, there's the Ridley Scott. Movie, I, which we'll I have not it. seen either. I well, I should be nice to it because I haven't seen the whole thing. It's one of the few movies I started watching on purpose that I have gone nope and turned it off Fair about enough. forty-five minutes in because I, I was know. like, I don't even know what I'm watching. Now, total sidebar, by the way, I have to mention this. Did you know what the original version of the Ridley Scott Robin Hood was supposed to be? I'm, oh, you! I think you told me one time, but I have forgotten. Okay, folks. So there was this. Somebody sold a spec script to Hollywood called Nottingham, and it's all told from the sheriff of Nottingham's point of view. There's this guy out there. He's robbing people. He's committing crimes, and the sheriff is the one tasked by Prince John, Prince John being the real bad guy. And he just and the sheriff is just sort of caught in the middle of this, and he just says, "I want to catch this Robin of the Hood or whatever." And <laughs> and so the sheriff of Nottingham has to solve the crime, and it's basically a crime thriller where he's using like CSI type shit but the CSI of the time which is like nothing (laughs) it's like (laughs) which is like all have a mead and think about it yeah (laughs) using gunpowder to light your candles or something is about as expensive as anyway it was just the idea and I guess that you know it went through several iterations and then Ridley Scott got his hands on it and said you know what we should do with this (laughs) tell tell it from Robin Hood's point of view because no one's ever done that before And thus you have right Russell Crowe's Robin Hood. Anyway, Magical. but yeah, uh, until that one came, I mean, I'm sure there's other dark ones as well. Mm. But like, well, yeah, I think the reason I particularly remember it being dark is I think it's Pete Postlethwaite plays. I think it's Friar Tuck or someone like that, and his like eyes have been ripped out. Oh no 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 no! It's uh, he's not Friar Tuck. He's just I think he's Robin Hood's. He's Robin Hood's like manservant. Oh okay, yes yes. So he's someone he who used to work for him when he was like Robin of Loxley or whatever. yeah when he was like Lord of the Manor or as well his father's Lord of the Manor and he was captured during the Crusades and then he comes home and dad's dead and his servants been, yeah. So you know. I, I remember it's Pete Postlewaite and he's blind and I I they either have a scene with his eyes being ripped out or like he's he's in a cage like skull with just barren eye sockets or something like i remember being a kid and being like that's fucking crazy yeah and it really kind of freaked me out right um and then uh i the only really other stuff i remember i remember a bit with um i want to say christian slater is um uh, like scarlet what's his name like will scarlet Scarlet? Mm -hmm. yeah i I believe is who he is and i think there's a scene where there as is uh, required in a in a um Robin Hood movie there's a scene where they're like showing off shooting arrows in the woods and I right. think that there's like a camera on the arrow <laughs> right and I want to say they do the old like split one in two type shit right um, maybe I'm crossing that with with the Disney movie no I think that's that yeah. legit well they're I mean they're obviously referencing the original story of like where Robin Hood like dresses up and goes to the the town yes, festival yes. to show off his bow and arrowry and then gets caught because he can't help but show off like an asshole <laughs> Doesn't then, do that in this movie. Yes. And the only other thing I remember, as I mentioned, is Alan Rickman particularly. I remember he was the only thing I really was into right. in the movie. Like everything else, like Kevin Kevin Cosner and Morgan Freeman and that whole story was fine. But the only thing I was jazzed about was Alan Rickman. And I vividly remember he has this random ass scene where out of nowhere he says something like, I'll rip your heart out with a spoon. I remember that. Yeah, and his buddy says, "Why a spoon, cousin?" <laughs> but but he's like stuttering. He's like, "I'll rip your heart out with a spoon." And I was just like, I thought it was really funny and just bizarre. Yeah, he's just spitting and frothing. And again, like his 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 you know sidekick says, "Why a spoon, cousin?" And Alan Rickman has to explain to him in his very Alan Rickman way, "Because it's dull, you idiot. It'll hurt more." <laughs> right, right. He's just I, I like it. Even I mean, I feel like he still the movie he That's does my and like cut to the end of the movie he's having a grand old fucking time <laughs> like he and robin hood have to have their you know final confrontation and he's got a sword out of nowhere he just like sl- throws the sheath off and then like points at robin hood and says recognize this it's your father's sword and i'm like oh, what yeah. is this star wars bullshit <laughs> this is amazing it's uh, like yeah. uh like who framed roger rabbit or something yeah i mean <laughs> he's, he's just, he's just gotta him. like come out of nowhere with just like what the fuck is going on i don't know what's going on but this is amazing that the whole movie is like full of shit like that so i don't remember but is it like 
it's funny good or it's like legitimately good like you you're saying you remember it as a great movie why is that well i, I mean again let's understand what we're talking about <laughs> is this a confession john what's, no what's i mean they're it's using the dice on this it one exists with? in that narrow world i'm hoping you know we may watch it and i may go well that was stupid or whatever but like it's kind of like we had this discussion about roadhouse okay. uh, not too long ago where it exists in this world where it's like well there's great things about it there's also some really like glaring outstanding weaknesses in this movie that they just it's not that they have them and they didn't notice they were there. They just sort of said, well, we knew this was coming. We're just going to have to work with what we got. Like Alan Rickman being the best actor in the movie by far and like yelling and screaming the whole time. Right. I mean, it's just, there's something about the movie where they just sort of embrace everything. Like it starts out, like you say, pretty dark. And through the, like, the course of the movie things sort of lighten up a little bit. Right. Like it, just, it gets downright silly. Yeah. And Kevin Costner, I mean, probably wisely no matter what bad things happen, he always sort of has this like half a smirk and like, eh, things will get better. It'll be fine. Don't <laughs> worry. Everybody chill out. It's going to be fine. And so he's like the master of ceremonies and everybody else is just like crying and screaming and gnashing their teeth because, you know, children are dying and shit. And he's just like, that's eh, okay. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the honest truth of the matter is most of the plot I remember far more from the Mel Brooks Robin Hood mini tights. <laughs> right. Which is like a direct, I mean, it's a parody of a lot of things, but it is a direct parody of this particular Robin Hood movie. Yeah, exactly so. And so because of that, I recall that there's like a witch or some mm -hmm. kind of like witchy yep. evil Macbethy kind of witch lady. <laughs> yep. That I only remember the Tracy Ullman like parody version of. <laughs> I have no memory of the Alan Rickman, you know, woman that's in there. Yeah, she's I, she's screwy. I loved kind of the again, it's really dark and creepy and weird. And she's like cutting up chickens and using their blood to scry in a pan yeah. and shit and you know look at the future and whatnot yeah there's a lot of i mean the th there's so much in there that it's like well that's actually really clever like the fact that you show robin hood at the crusades having been captured and having to fight his way out and having him come to this realization via morgan freeman that it's like you know i don't think we were in the right over it. i think we were kind of fucking up shit we didn't right. under, that's not a very nice thing to do so like he and uh morgan freeman become friends and and uh yeah i mean again there's not even as far as i know the original robin hood story didn't even have like a muslim character in it, and they were very obviously like yeah trying I, something. I do not recall one yeah they were trying something different with uh uh morgan freeman which was kind of cool. And then Maid Marian, it's the, the lady, I forget her name, the, the lady from Scarface, uh, Scarface's sister, Mary... Oh, Ma yes, the one from The Abyss. Right. right. She, I do. Yeah. I never remember. I, her I name. believe she's the one who plays them. You know, and she's you know kind of pretty looking. I guess you know for a girl. Sure. Yeah. So she comes out she's and she's attractive. Woman. Woman. Yeah. I, I'm kidding. Oh, she's okay. fucking. I I, no, she's <laughs> fucking gorgeous. I, the, this is the joke I'm making. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's a pretty woman in a movie. I'm Surprise. Sorry. So yeah. Um. And she's sort of. Um. You know, she's plucky and she sometimes sword fights. So like for the 80s and early 90s, that was uh, practically like. Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman <laughs> ass kickery. Um, yeah, and then uh, little John shows up and they have a whole like fight in the woods because they're not friends when they should. Like all of the, the merry men, they're like living in the forest because they got nowhere else to go and they're robbing people blind and they try and rob him. And he's like, nah, I don't think I'll be robbed today and <laughs> kicks the shit out of John Little who yes, he yes. insults and calls little, little John because he beat, beat the shit out of him. Yep. Yeah, this is all, this is vaguely coming back to me. I would say most of the movie I still don't remember. The way uh, I remember it, in my head, I remember it being clever. We'll see when we watch. I'll go, oh, see, that's not clever anymore. Is there a anymore. bit with, like, bows? Is this the part I'm talking about? Like, like there, it's... Or, you know what? I think I'm just thinking of Robin Hood Men and Tides. It's, oh. like, it's like he wants to cross a bridge or something, and little John is dares him to bow fight him. Oh, I, you mean bow? I thought you meant, like, bow and arrow. No, not yes. bow and arrow. I'm talking, like, Leonardo yes. Ninja Turtle. bow sticks. Yeah, yes, yeah. and it is bow sticks. Yes, okay, you're yeah, right. all right, all right. It is... You're correct. Okay. Um, yeah. I, one of the things I did want to talk about, because from my memory, 
the one of the biggest criticisms of this movie that I recall was this idea of Kevin Costner being Robin Hood. And they even in the Men in Tights movie make a really blatant joke about it. Like, unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with a British accent. And right. I remember that being the thing is like this American dude right. trying to play a British guy. And he was like horrible, maybe. But I don't I don't remember the performance well, very well. It's weird. I there I have vague memories of him like sort of lightly touching an accent and then other scenes where he doesn't even bother so I don't know if he like <laughs> started filming the movie with like a vague Eng- English accent and somebody just said to him uh Kevin we need to uh we need to talk this is let's, uh, let's not is this the movie that because I feel like this is the one that's regarded as like the beginning of his kind of downfall I mean I guess I he feels was like, like hot shit for a minute like w- like between Field of Dreams and you know uh, Dances with Dances with Wolves which he directed right well Bull Durham he did also somewhere Bull in Durham. there I feel it's like this is, this is like right before Waterworld I feel like Waterworld <laughs> is the one where it's yeah, like well, Waterworld is, is done yeah you know? definitely Waterworld was like, the like I yeah his, his career took a, a, a slide there but he also did um, Perfect World after he did um, I can't remember if this was before or after Perfect World but like this was one of the two movies where it like followed up Waterworld and they're like oh that's an interesting choice that like this big time actor director whatever takes a back seat to Clint Eastwood in, right. in another movie so and he was pretty good in that one if memory serves I mean okay. maybe we bring that one yeah. on there too because I really liked Perfect but World th- and then he went and did like Postman and yeah then and then just he sealed the deal he did, like, yeah uh, he did Waterworld and then he did Tin Cup in there somewhere too which is like not a bad film sure. but also it's not Bull Durham and so like he, he did like a trifecta of like swing and miss or swing and but hit a single Odd, even as a child I feel like he seems oddly miscast in, a, in his Robin Hood well, sure, but I mean, if, <laughs> like, like my that's one of those is... things that I that I'm talking about. It's like, okay. well, we've made a huge mistake uh, with this, but we just kind of have to suck it up. It's like, I think that's part of it. It's like, okay, we're doing Robin Hood, and Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. There's a certain degree of uh, what do they call it? The willful suspension of disbelief. It's like you have to willingly suspend your disbelief that, of course, he's Kevin Costner's not fucking Robin Hood. Well, let's just just. Do it and move on. Morgan Freeman's kind of cool, don't you think? <laughs> but it, it says a lot that I was of an age where I took a break from playing lava with my friends. <laughs> like, oh no, the lava. Let's go see Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And even I was like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> uh, Well, we'll see. I mean, he might stick out even more. And I, again, they're doing like a costumed... A period piece and he is full on like 1990 Kevin Costner <laughs> like a with a mullet, like yes. straight, up mullet. <laughs> straight up mullet and it's like he might as well be like achy breaky heart like sure I, I hope he does start singing that oh cannot forget the soundtrack we cannot forget certainly the, not the Brian Adams song I was kidding about that nope. I mean that's there obviously but like I, I accidentally saw the DVD box and I think Michael Kamen does the soundtrack but what's the cr- Morgan Creek theme yes. soundtrack well yeah. not anymore it used to be the Morgan Creek theme and yeah. then Morgan Creek went under now it's the Disney uh, soundtrack yeah. and it's this little suite that it, like it, for years it was the Morgan Creek theme and I was always like that's just Brahmin and Prince of these here we're gonna have a record drop right here folks it sounds like this musical scores like that where like the movie they were in didn't necessarily like wow but like the score kept around as repurposed for other things like the other one that really reminds me of that is the the um dragon heart theme was in like every fucking movie trailer (laughs) from like 1996 to like 2014 and it sounded like this
Right. You remember this shit, John? I yes, absolutely. It was in every fucking trailer. Because I yeah, I remember all the great this, trailers like, that spawned at it. your heartstrings thing. Right. I just I got the point where I started rolling my eyes because <laughs> I was like, this fucking song I get. Well, because it's like that one from Donnie Darko that like yeah, the, the Mad world, world that ended up in everything. You mean the one that sounded like this? The very same. <laughs> yeah, it, it went from cool to like, oh my god, it's a mad world. That they use this song all the time. I know. Like, like I was depressed just to hear it. Yeah, um, but yeah, the soundtrack. It, well, it does that thing. I mean, there's been this uh, recent debate that's popped up online of like, hey, you know that great Iron Man theme? Can you hum it? No, you can't because you don't even remember it. It's like there's this right, whole thing right. of like the whole Marvel score. Yeah, thing, Marvel yeah. scores. Well, yeah. movie scores in general. There's not like a John Williams or uh, Alvin Silvestri or Michael Kamen who are just like doing these great themes that you like you're humming along and every time the hero pops up you're like oh yeah it's uh, Princess Leia's theme or whatever they don't I mean it's fallen out of favor I think for a reason I think there's some folks that look at it as like well it's kind of corny if every time you know Robin Hood pops up on screen it's dun 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 dun, dun you know <laughs> I mean well it works for like a certain kind of movie like yes. I, I feel like the last movie that really did that a lot was maybe the Lord of the Rings movies with Howard Shore right I mean, definitely That's, like you know, themes for everything that you would whistle on your way home from the movie right and yeah you're right like i haven't heard that that often since yeah. and i kind of miss that sort of like the peter and the wolf thing where it's like oh here comes the wolf da, 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 da. <laughs> played by the oboe <laughs> oh you know what did do it though Tr i'd say tron legacy oh, did had it? some very like memorable themes to it oh that's interesting i've I never mean, uh, i've never seen the movie i've listened to the record many times oh, but i've never man. actually seen the accompanying movies pretty fucking good dude well, i'm just saying perhaps there would be a forum by which you could introduce this movie to don't me don't go watch it and check just take my word for it <laughs> it's fantastic oh, i fucking man. love draw legs i mean there's not there's nothing in that movie of worth other than like it's rad like, I'm not, <laughs> but fuck it's rad dude like oh, i don't shit. give a shit it's the most hollow like fucking junk food movie i don't care it is fucking so fun to watch oh that's awesome well now i want to see it yeah it's pretty good do you have any other memories or anything i i wish i don't really I, hmm. I remember the music video that brian adams did and it was really hokey and goofy i don't remember so what's this brian adams song i don't even remember it Oh, it sounds like this. No, it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. Yes, I'm starting to realize why I forgot this song. Oh, you never forgot it. It's been buried <laughs> deep beneath the surface. Just a oh little God. hum at the back of your brain. Oh, no. <laughs> your medulla oblongata <laughs> just like... <laughs> just waiting well, to pop out. Uh, I will say I am looking forward to watching this because this is a rare case. Like I said, I, I haven't seen this in 25 years, at least. Yeah, and I can't remember the last time I've seen it. I'm, I'm guessing... Because I saw it in the theater and I've seen it since, but I haven't seen it like recently since. And I'm going to guess I haven't seen it in at least 10 to 20 years. Yeah. So like it's been a while since we've both come into the foggy, murky, like <laughs> pull back the shroud and let's take a look at what's there. So what does that mean, John? What would you bet if you were a betting man? Ooh. Well, uh, I, I'm going to say my wager on Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is a very safe, simple non-risky does not hold up well fuck you I it think. holds up fabulous <laughs> is what i'm gonna say i'm throwing all my here i'm all in like texas hold'em <laughs> pretend i have a stack a huge stack of imaginary chips and i'm pushing them boldly into the center of the table and saying i got two aces motherfucker so the reason i make that claim is because i feel like if it was if it held up i would have watched it more than like once in 25 years or you watched it once and you were so I was so wow blown away <laughs> it's like watching barry linden it's like watching uh uh barry linden again barry linden a second time it's like watching 1905 it's like watching the conformist you see it once and you're like i don't know if i can watch it again oh man it's the arrows he's not firing i should <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it with new eyes this time, and we'll see. Oh, man. Putting it up against the conformist was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, Never. we shall see. I will I will put an asterisk and say that I bet, I'm sure Alan Rickman will be 
as good as he ever was. Here's I what, cannot possibly see him being bad. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the safest bad on earth. Is Alan Rickman going to be good? Yes. Well, we are going to go watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and we will be right back. A time of war. <laughs> A time of homecoming. A time of tyrants. A time when the only way to uphold justice was to break the law. He gave the people the courage to fight. who stood for freedom became a legend. Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, Christian Slater, Alan Rickman, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Worth it! From worth it, Robin Hood. Worth every minute of it. Prince of bullshit. <laughs> we, worth. We have returned every last minute of it. Much like we have escaped from a torture chamber. <laughs> I now understand why he kissed the shores of his homeland <laughs> when he finally made it home. Oh, man, that's amazing. So, what'd you think, John? Oh, that movie had everything. You know why? You know how I can tell? How? Because it was two and a half fucking hours <laughs> long, and they had plenty of room to stuff everything. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Well, t- so, when you, you when you first said, hey, this is over two hours, I was like, oh, that's kind of long, but like, what? It felt like. 10 fucking hours long like it it's one thing to be two it was two and a half hours it's the longest two and a half hour you know it's bad when we were like it hit that point where we were like how much is left in this movie and then we hit and there was like an hour left yeah we were thinking like well there's got to be at least a half hour <laughs> left because they haven't gotten to the the act three blow up or whatever john hit the thing he's like no <laughs> just no oh <laughs> no like yeah Not another hour of it was this. one of those like surely we were watching this for an eternity this must almost be well done. let's let's be fair now the reason you probably thought it was longer than it was because you'd been asleep for about 20 minutes oh yes <laughs> Yes, another hallmark of an excellent film, uh, one that makes me just pass out. It's more like a body's defense mechanism. <laughs> like I can normally, I, you know, I've said this before. There's been an occasional movie where I've fallen asleep, and it's always a good litmus test as a as a tired father. It really cuts through the bullshit of like, is a movie good or not? Because if I'm just like passing out. That's never a good sign. Um, and this, it was like merciful. Thankfully, I was just kind of like, I'm. Yeah, you out missed. Look, you missed so many. Pl- you missed the unexpected pregnancy that came out of nowhere. You missed the okay. backstory of Will Scarlet and the, I caught a bit of that. The hidden brother that Robin Hood never knew he had. You right. missed all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm so disappointed. Uh, John, that man, <laughs> that movie sucked a nut, dude. Like, it was so bad. Fairness, there was lots of stuff you liked. It was just That's true. way, way too fucking long. <laughs> that now, was like, and I am saying right. this. I'm telling you, that movie is... I had a good time for a while. First sure, hour and a half, sure. I was we, on we, board. We, we, were doing, we were doing okay. We were like, <laughs> like, I'd say the first 30, 45 minutes, even an hour... We were we were fine, like we were cracking jokes and like oh ha ha Robin Hood and oh the dumb, yeah, look at all the mullets look at his mullet look at his dumb accent like oh ha ha and then it's just like we just hit a wall where it was like it did just overstate his welcome it was kind of like 
okay, I've kind of seen everything you have to offer. It's weird. I mean, I know part of it was like, I realized like I would see scenes and I was like, I don't remember this at all. And I'm like, oh, I bet this is like a DVD director's cut. Cause I don't think it was two and a half hours to start with. So I'm guessing that's where that came oh, we from. saw like the super bonus special. But even version. so, I mean, there, most of that I remembered. I'm like, man, there's a lot of this crap that you could just like, again, there's like little John's wife has a baby midway through the movie for <laughs> yeah. no particularly good reason, except to show that Morgan Freeman can deliver a baby <laughs> in the middle of Sherwood forest. There's, a lot of things I would question about that movie that I don't I, I really very strange decisions were made like I like I had I, before we went in I had this talk of like yeah I remember it's like a gritty dark real <laughs> Robin Hood hey and, man for and, the time that was yeah, gritty and dark. I guess for a child I thought so <laughs> but now I watch it and I'm just like what the fuck is going on like Alan Rickman has this you know harlot witch woman who's Bitten in jars and scratching them with her fingernails and, and they, blood and, and bleeding herself yeah, and then spitting in the from, blood. And like why? Like I don't understand this angle. Like who the fuck took this angle? Where like okay, we're gonna make the sheriff of Nottingham and all his cohorts like Satan worshippers <laughs> and horrible evil demon people in white cloaks and like a in a whole secret society of like yeah, I don't think that was in the original movie no it and it was just I don't know it was like wholly unnecessary I mean he was he's plenty bad enough without this like weird side thing and they do here's the thing they they do the shitty um just Greek tragedy slash like Shakespearean tragedy thing where she for tells their death like so early on Alan Rickman's like all right which woman what's in the cards and she's got like her dice in uh you know a, a bowl her, her mahjong tiles yeah she's got mahjong she's playing like pie gal and blood or something and she's just like moving it around she's like oh hey we gotta act now and then she just goes oh I've seen our deaths oh no he Robin of Loxley is going to come to kill us and so, of course, what do they do is the same dumb thing they always do, which is like, well, we better stop him. <laughs> Let's really up our, you know, murder him game. And it's like, well, this is always this like ironic way in which you actually lead to your own downfall. Whereas like if you would just let it be, you'd be <laughs> fine. And I just couldn't help be like, oh, really? Are they that dumb? Like, but <laughs> apparently so. Apparently. And then I'm not, I'm not going to start with Kevin Cosner. Like, oh my <laughs> God, man. Yeah, like, he was not good. Not good is like a nice way of putting it. <laughs> he, Mike, because before the, we went and watched it, I joked like, oh, haha. Is it like, is this a good movie? And Kevin Cosner's kind of bad. Is this the place where his career went awry or whatever? I'm going to say a resounding like, yes, <laughs> like he's not, he's not just bad. He's like really atrociously bad, <laughs> laughably bad. Like, I don't know what is going on. Like everyone else is kind of trying. It's like everyone else is at the Ren fair, like putting on a thing. And Kevin Costner is like the redneck who, you know, bought a ticket to the Ren fair <laughs> and is not even trying. He's, everyone else is like, oh, Lord Robin of Loxley, welcome to Nottingham Forest. And he's just like, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, man, you got to crack a beer. And you're just like, what? what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's, it's like laughably horrible. I know. It's amazing how, like... Like you say, he's just not playing the same game everybody else Not is. at all. Even his long-lost mystery brother is at least, like Christian Slater, who is not that good either, is at least affecting some kind of something. Like he gives it like the gentlest accent he can, yeah, probably he, so yeah. he can match his brother. <laughs> I mean, he looks like Patrick fucking Stewart compared to Kevin Cosner. But well, like, you know yeah. what it is, though? There's actually a, uh, a no-prize explanation for this, is he's been in Jerusalem all this time, and that's how he lost oh, his accent, because yeah. you know when you go to Jerusalem, you lose your accent. Because he got brain... So this is like an episode of Homeland, basically. Like right. He's been brainwashed, <laughs> and is, that's why he's so weird. Well, hold on. Before we forget, we have to talk about something that I know you loved, which is Friar Tuck, not Pete Polsterwaith, sure. apparently. Oh, yeah. I don't know where that was. I, like, completely made that up. I ma I pitched this tale that Pete Postlethwaite was a blind man who was Friar Tuck. That... Uh, None of that statement is accurate, except for the fact that there is a blind man in the movie. Uh, he's actually Duncan, the, you know, Loxley house servant. 
Um, uh, Pete Postlewaite's not in the film at all. And then, <laughs> yeah, and which is weird because when you said, I was like, oh yeah, maybe he's in this, and I just forgot because yeah. I didn't remember who Friar Tuck you, was. You feel like he would fit in. Yeah. And then Friar Tuck was this guy. Uh, it's, his name's Michael something, but I recognize McShane, him from right? Michael McShane. Yeah, because he was also, like he was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Okay. Back in the day, the British Whose Line Is It Anyway? And uh, I, okay. I remember he's like a comedian. Got it. An improv comedian, which makes sense because they kind of make Friar Tuck this like. Uh, sort of comic relief character. Right. He's a drunken, uh, body, loud, obnoxious fool. Right. But I, I actually did think he stood out as a, as somewhat okay because the movie was so ridiculous that having this comedian basically just giving full on like a comedy performance <laughs> kind of lent it better. And there was this bit at the end where uh, there's this like I can't remember if he's like a he's not the pope or anything, but he's this like well, he's local the cardinal or something. Um, it just I forgot. There's a religious figure that Robin has a history with but he's also kind of working with the sheriff of nottingham who's you know has this cabal of evil or whatever <laughs> and by the <laughs> end he's uh for some I, I couldn't quite understand why but they wanted to legitimize the sheriff of nottingham by marrying him to maid marion that was their like big evil plan well i think it uh because she was related to richard and the hope was they would be able to uh, okay. get rid of richard before he got home so then yeah. sheriff of nottingham would be married to royalty and then he would ascend and be king yeah and also so before we get to friar tuck just a side question since we're on this track i'm quite confused like why did they just sort of eliminate you know uh prince john from the equation entirely i don't know that i mean like i, it, it I becomes, thought he was just like, like a side figure or something he's not even in it yeah it's like becomes the sheriff of nottingham's conspiracy to take the throne which yeah. to me is like silly because prince john is the one like usurping the throne right and it seems like an easy, like, why not tell it the way it was? I don't know. Uh, yeah, why not make odd. him, why not make Alan Rickman the prince and have his, yeah. like, weird sidekick with I, the with Maybe the other... they just, like, combine those characters into one villain or something? <laughs> anyway. Or maybe Alan Rickman was just like, I don't want to play this <laughs> Prince John. I want to play the Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham. So, yeah. Yeah. Very strange. But anyway, um, so this this sort of cardinal pope guy, religious guy, has I guess gone full evil, or is is so intimidated by Alan Rickman that he's going along with this. No, weird, he loves money, man. That's yeah, what we've yeah. Established. He's lining his pockets, and so right, exactly. <laughs> and so Friar Tuck rolls in and lectures this guy. And the guy's afraid Friar Tuck's going to beat him up or kill him or whatever. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to kill you. I'm here to get you your gold. And he just starts like piling on bags and bags of gold that's so heavy. And then he's like, and you can take this gold straight to hell. Oh, well, first he like, throws on the 30 pieces of silver <laughs> that you can give to Satan in hell and pushes him out the stained glass yeah, window. Murders him. Straight up murders him. So this like righteous religious murder that like I was like, it, I laughed out loud. It was, thank well, God it came. I mean, this is the time of the Crusades. That's, let's not, you know. True. Let's not that's, gussy this up too much. <laughs> it's very fair uh but yeah friar tuck really went up in my book when he when he became like murder tuck like that was pretty <laughs> that was great friar uh, terminator <laughs> frankly if they were because the movie got really stupid so i think it could have used a lot more of that kind of dumb right yeah like I agree the only other and you know it's odd i even said beforehand like oh alan rickman's gonna hold up like he'll be great and not, he certainly has a memorable performance mm -hmm. but even that to me was like it was, like, too silly for me. Well, I think there was, like, four or five scenes that weren't in the original that they put back. Because there was, like, a whole, like, that whole, like, him dancing on the table with all the gold. Yeah. I don't think that was in the original. Okay. And that whole scene where he's, like, all his friends with clan outfits are sitting around the table and he's paying them <laughs> off in gold right. and divvying up the kingdom and... That, then the other dude comes in, the Braveheart looking dude comes right. in and like oh God, puts out a log, a burning log in his hand like he's putting out a prison <laughs> cigarette. And yeah, that I think all bizarre. that stuff was at, and it's like by adding more of Alan Rickman being Alan Rickman in this movie, they kind of took away stuff because I mean, he's over the top from minute one, which is kind of glorious. But then if you're like getting an extra hour of that shit or whatever. Right. It's like, well, we could have probably done more with less here, folks. Yeah. I mean, it sort of overstated its welcome for me when he came into a dungeon where people were 
hung up and you know strapped to the wall and then he was what do he say something like having fun hanging out there or sorry to keep you hanging around something like that yeah it's like really bad puns yeah and he it felt like i mean it even sort of looked like it was a deleted scene so maybe that top because i know part of that scene was in there so maybe i'm just forgetting that but i I don't think that joke was there but i don't know yeah it's been decades (laughs) since i've seen it so maybe i just flushed it from my memory even even the line i remembered the bit about like i'll carve your heart out with a spoon i remembered that being super funny and then actually played like really weird kind of silly like he just kind of yells it out out of nowhere no one really you had a memory that like someone talks to him about it or comments on it or well, something. maybe you were sleeping by that point because it's there again his like oh really what's his sidekick what's his sidekick did name? that happen i was yeah. watching i don't know well, you uh, might have been like too busy sleeping or you probably. know looking on your phone to see what other <laughs> wow. bullshit you could that find a lot of that too did this had the most like minute from start to phone <laughs> that i've had in a while where i was like all right we can, so much for movies being can, sacred i i get I, man. <laughs> here's the weird thing there's so much in this that I'm like you know I can see why I thought it was clever because it's like it's good like I dare you know stay with me here there's good writing in there because there's okay stuff going on and sure. it's like okay if if you take out a lot of the more like hammy performances and goofy like Kevin Costner winking to the camera every chance he gets then if you take that out there's like good writing in there because again like Robin Hood hooks up with his you know Muslim sidekick and it's kind of mm. cool and he, you haven't seen this kind of thing before and they give reasons for everything it's not just eh well you know Prince right. John's kind of a dick and we're gonna rob him well, and- I'd agree there's actually a scene early on I recall that I remember even thinking while I was watching it like this is written pretty okay and being performed not good at all <laughs> and it was when Kevin Costner's chatting up Morgan Freeman about his past and he, they get on this line about oh you were in jail because of a woman right like, oh you're in jail because you you know were in love with this woman that was another guy's wife or you know whatever and i could I, I could see a scene in a movie where two buddies are talking about their past and you go on about this line of like what was her name tell me come on like tell me about this lady and it could be all right right but like on paper it seems like a good scene but then like in execution it's like uh, fucking Robin Hood's like playing hopscotch on top of a, <laughs> a fucking wall and like being a goofball. You know what he's trying to do? Like, I just realized what he's doing with that. He's trying to be Errol Flynn. Is that what that is? I, 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 I guess. I mean, it, well, if you think of yourself, okay, why is he bouncing from stone to stone? Why is it whenever you see Kevin Costner on screen, he's kind of hopping up on things and trying to get like a big view. And then he like leaps down ladders and, you know, pulls himself down ropes and shit. It's like he's trying to do like Errol Flynn or he's trying to reference Errol maybe, Flynn. Or yeah. That's all I can give or Maybe to that, that was the direction he was given or something. Maybe because he's really like, like you say, he's like hopping up and down for no good reason and i'm like i wonder i i, I didn't think of this yeah. while we were watching that's, the that's movie. a fair point but and he's going for some kind of like whimsical charm but it, his accent's terrible <laughs> he's like not even looking at morgan freeman half the time he's a little too old for the whimsical like, yeah it's, it's not like it's he's not a even, teenager you yeah. know yeah. i mean he, and he talks about like well i last saw my father when i was a teenager and i spent six years in a cell in jerusalem it's like so you're 18 then <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> right. I hate to tell you, bro, your hairline's receding. Yeah, He's a all. solid 37 <laughs> in this movie or whatever. It's like, I mean, I can forgive it, but if he's if he's actually pretending to be like in his early 20s and it's like, well, come on. I don't mind him being like a prisoner for half of his life. But like, <laughs> but like there's scenes like that. You take something like, um, I'm just throwing out like the Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Has scenes of you know uh, of, of sword fighting, tomfoolery, and people whimsically chatting about relationships and life and whatever. Right, and that that actually comes across, I think, fairly well. There's yes, something- but I would say that it's it's it, there is a understanding that you're being told a story with that one. And I mean, we're not with this one. No, I mean, but you are quite literally. A grandfather reading a story to his son, and there's a huge framing device. Sure. You know, I, to me, the whole conceit there is like it's making like literary jokes, and the reason they work is because you know you're being told a story. Whereas like, ain't nobody opened up the great book of Robin Hood in the beginning. Of, although there's a tapestry in the beginning that That's maybe right. could be the book they're opening. But uh, you know, there's they are certainly not trying to show to wink to the audience and say, hey, we're just reading this in a kids' room. It's 
dude, they're trying to be serious. They're they're doing let's put on a show with this. <laughs> Are they trying to be serious? But well, then maybe they're not trying to the Alan Rickman clown show. Like, you know, that that I, I don't know. That doesn't <laughs> read serious at all to well, me. Well, that just reads like I won't do this unless I can chew every last <laughs> bit of scenery. <laughs> all of it. It's mine. <laughs> Mine. I suppose that's true. Rest in peace, man. You deserve it after that fucking uh, whatever happened on that movie. It probably <laughs> ruined him for life. He's the only one having fun. That's the trouble. Is uh, well, maybe Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman seems to have this like air of like nothing gets past me. I think that's the thing. I think if if everyone was a little more like Devil May Care, and it was as if they acted like it was as dumb as it is mm-hmm. then i might like kind of get i think that's why that friar tuck stuff works for me because yeah, i was gonna say too when you, when the merry men came on screen little john and the yeah. merry men you responded much better because they started kicking the shit out of robin hood and you're like well, okay i'm back <laughs> yeah. in <laughs> yeah as soon as they're beating him to death with a stick i was like uh, into it he was kind of like if they you know if they beat him to death and then the movie just followed them and his corpse just sailed down the river the rest of this movie <laughs> i'd be into that <laughs> Well, that's, I think it is a big issue with the movie that Robin Hood is like not very likable and not perform very well. I mean, that's like yeah. a huge fucking deal. Yeah, I was, I, you know, before we went in, I, w- I I had remembered him just being like sort of like kind of winky into the audience. And it's like, yeah, it's OK. He's like kind of having fun. And it's like, no. He's trying to be serious too. There's yeah. like, if he had just like gone the whole movie, just be like, ah, nothing gets past me. Uh, look at me, look at me. I'm jumping up and down. <laughs> no, there was like, no, I got to be real serious too. My my father's dead, and I'm real sad about that. And right. well, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go live in the woods with all my friends and hang out and drink a beer and holy right. shit. Well, it seems to want to have its cake and eat it too. Like to yeah. me, some of the scene work and the dialogue is kind of silly, and they're really playing it up for jokes. But then like. The costume design and and cinematography is treating it as if like no, this is like a big deal. Mm. But then what they're putting him in, it it's like I don't know. It's like s- supposed to be serious, but looks super fucking dumb. Like <laughs> it's it's like this weird, you know, like some costumer who's used to doing Merchant Ivory films. <laughs> <laughs> is is told that we need to get ready for the Renaissance Festival, and she goes to her closet and just grabs like whatever studded, you know, belt buckles she has and makes like vests out of them. Well, here's like- here's what I'll say about that. Like when Robin Hood first shows up at his dad's castle, he's got this really nice regalia with like a billion studs on it, and everything's really garish and bright. And then through the rest of the movie. You know, once he's kind of robbed of his land and he starts hanging out in the woods with the merry men and his clothes kind of take, you know, he starts wearing simpler and simpler clothes. He's wearing his original clothes. By the end, he puts on his, you know, dirty ass shit covered (laughs) fucking fineries by the end. But like he takes off all the studded shit. And I just took that to be like, well, he's rich for a half a second. And then he he finds out that his lands have been uh, ganked Mm. by the sheriff of Nottingham. And suddenly he's poor like everybody else. I thought that was intentional, whether or not it's, you know, working as an other thing but like i thought there was at least a thought behind that that's what i thought i suppose because when you see them all at the end at the big wedding scene when you know a spoiler alert robin and maid marry and get married at the end um they're way they're back into the garish like studded <laughs> fineries again you know with like big puffy sleeves and wood shit. folk but we're gonna hit the bricks now <laughs> like, see yeah, now that we stole all the sheriff's money we're gonna live high <laughs> on the hog and let the poor people suffer fuck them oh also sean connery makes a little appearance he does we, we were talking about him being in robin Hood, which i imagine is intentional right why he's suddenly rolling in as, as King Richard the lighthearted. Yeah, he was pretty dope. Yeah, although he's barely in it. He's basically yeah, like... Yeah, I know. He says like three lines. And apparently he filmed for two days and got paid 250 grand for those two. I'm like... That bad. I'm, I, I cheered. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, finally, here he is. This movie's over. We can go home. But I loved it. I, when I saw that in the theater, I was like genuinely shocked. I was yeah. like, oh shit, it's fucking... And I didn't even know he'd played Robin Hood at one point. I was just like, oh shit, it's James yeah, Bond, everybody. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, John, I think I've sufficiently like shat on the film. I'm curious as someone who was coming in into it with a lot more hope <laughs> like how, like what's your takeaway here 
Well, I, for the first, again, for the first hour, I was like, Jenny, you were like shitting all over. And I was like, ah, fuck him. He's just <laughs> jealous. This is amazing. And then it just started to get like, he fell asleep. And I was like, well, now I can enjoy it without him, you know, fucking me over. <laughs> and it just seemed like there was like, uh, it, it seemed like comparatively the middle of the movie was slow because there was a lot of repeat stuff, you know, a lot of like doubled up Alan Rickman scenes. You know, oh, he yeah. goes back to the witch yet again. Well, that's a <laughs> shocker. Um, yeah. And him in the woods and they have a, you know, yeah, there's they don't know that movie could be an hour and a half so easily it could like, have it's like there's a big old training montage for the yeah. fucking merry men in the woods and it's like and now we're gonna spend 45 minutes showing how we can rob the rich and give and i mean some of it was clever it's like the way they set up the forest to like hide out from people but at the same time it's like eh, we can get on with this that's all because beyond them just being a thorn in the sheriff's side in the middle there's like nothing going on except hey man robin hood just fucked you over again sheriff what are you gonna do say raise the bounty and that is rinse lather repeat for at least 20 (laughs) minutes yeah uh uh, lather rinse repeat i should say but uh, i I mean i was having a good time for the first hour and then in the middle i'm like uh well i can see i'm gonna have to change my tune on this one but i'm still having fun and then like when you woke up and said, let's see how much time we have. And you said, and, and you, <laughs> you put up the time code and I was like, well, maybe there's a half hour left and we can, you know, get to talk about the good hour left. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? What is, what's left? We've done everything. I and, mean, and from that point on, it was like a funeral. Like we watched, <laughs> we watched in silence, just like looking at the clock, basically just being like, please end. I soon. mean, the last act action was fun. I liked it because they did like, it was a hanging and you know, yeah, I was a lot like of a stuff. good rescue. Like that's yeah, fine. It was, and it was kinetic and all that. And they blew a lot of shit up. Cause of course, um, like all people who come from magical lands, uh, Morgan Freeman knows the secret of gunpowder, you <laughs> right. know, a hundred years earlier, whatever it's supposed to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, besides the ending being kind of fun, it just, everything was just so long and so drawn out and, Again, and there was this, I had forgotten that, like, Little John's wife is pregnant. And you know why I forgot? Because you don't find out she's pregnant until she has the baby in the middle of a party. Yeah. It's one of those just, it's like fucking young guns where they're, like, in the middle of a party and somebody runs up and it's like, somebody's having a baby. And they were trying to give, like, time to everybody. They were trying to, there was, like two of the merry men that like barely you know they barely have anything to do with the story and they were trying to give them character arcs I mean they were trying to give time to everybody <laughs> like even made Marion's like assistant got yeah. like a good arc or whatever and it's like we don't need all this oh man <laughs> John do you have anything else to talk about with Robin and Princess Thieves? We've sort of aimlessly bitched and moaned about it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry we haven't been a little more focused, but it, it the the shit just like washed over me. <laughs> well, obviously, it's, it's hard to talk about something that you slept halfway so. through. <laughs> it's like the salient plot points kind of drifted away. It is away. like a nightmare that I feel like I had, like a, like a fever dream, half-remembered nightmare <laughs> is sort of what I'm Well, see, then, then you're getting off easy. It's, <laughs> you didn't have to sit through half the movie like I Oh, God, I still felt like I did. <laughs> God, I feel sorry for you, because for me, it felt like a fucking eternity, and I, like, oh, slept man. through a bunch of it. I was having such fun with the first hour, too, because he was all bitching and moaning. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then it got slow and boring. It was uh, very boring. So should we uh, <laughs> I, give it I the final? Think, uh, yes, I think it is time for us to render the official verdict. Render unto Caesar. On Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um John, what is your final verdict? Oh, I loved it, and it was amazing, and you were wrong to judge it so harshly. <sighs> Fine, it didn't hold up. Fuck it. I give up. <laughs> you win. I lose. I obviously am going to chime in with it to not hold up, if if that wasn't clear yet. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's if you if you are having one of those hard nights where you can't really fall asleep and uh, you know your head's hit the pillow and you got that insomnia and it's just not working, give it a try. Well, might, no, it I mean, might hey, help. I fast forward it. Just started at like a, a minute forty five, and then yeah, because uh, the beginnings is action packed, man. I don't care what you said, like sure sword fights in Jerusalem and action-packed, shit. Action packed, I think is action I, action. 
happens. <laughs> but it's it's not like good action. It's like, you know, Mrs. Ellie's like kindergarten class puts on a play uh, action. Even, you know? even uh, dude, even his beard is awesome in the beginning. <laughs> his, that was pretty funny. His hair, yeah. he's got like this shaggy long yeah. hair and a big old beard. It's obviously he does look fake. like he's in Castaway or something. So fake looking yeah. and still looks better than his real mullet. Yep. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yes. Well, let's. Okay. Uh, it's official. Ditch this fucking nonsense and <laughs> move on. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves uh, does not hold up. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Yeah. I tried. Well, um, in the meantime, or uh, after that is finally behind us. Uh, I'll take this moment to mention again that if you'd like to send us an email with your thoughts, if you love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and you think we have uh, done a satanic ritual crime <laughs> by uh, besmirching it, please email us at holduppodcast at gmail.com. Um, and this is a good time to mention what we will be doing next month. John, we have a friend of the podcast coming on. Yes, screenwriter and co-host of the Darkest Hour podcast, Vic Wheat will be joining us next month, and he has chosen our first John Carpenter film to be featured on this show, In the Mouth of Madness. Yes. That'll be a good uh, uh, way to cap off our second year of this show, I think. We Absolutely. Are squeezing in on two years of this nonsense, I John. Know. Also, be sure to visit holduppodcast.com, and there you will find links to all of our social media pages, our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Uh, you can visit us on Instagram at holduppodcast and whatnot. And, I, John, I think that's going to do it this time. And until next time, nobody move, everybody get sleep. Everybody get sleep.